Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 97, which we are recording on Tuesday, September 15th, 2015. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And what are you wearing today? More like what was I wearing. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing my Inner Peace shawl by Hohi Locatelli. I was wearing it this morning before the temperature hit 70 degrees. Once the temperature hit 70 degrees... It all came off. It, it came off. So Inner Peace is a shawl that I knit last summer out of Anzula Cloud. Lovely, lovely, squishy yarn. The Anzula Cloud is an MCN blend, meaning it is merino, cashmere, nylon. I'm sitting here squishing it right now as we speak. I was wondering what you're doing. It was on the chair behind her. I thought she was scratching her back. (laughs) That was funny. No, just have to reach out and touch the yarn. And the inner piece shawl. Okay, I knit this last year. The inner piece shawl is a shawl that is, it's irregularly shaped. I don't know quite how to describe it. It's got little points that come down. One, two, three, four, five. I don't know how many points. And then it's got little... Bobbles. Bobbles, would you call those bobbles? Or fringes? I don't know. Fringes. Oh, yeah, bobble would be on the surface of the fabric. Yeah, so more like little fringes. And so it has the unusual shape, and then it has the little fringes that hang down and give it movement. Which Definitely, I yeah. Really like. So it's this super is cute. A fun shawl to wear. One of my favorites. It's in the colorway called Elephant. So you know what color <laughs> that is. It's tonal grays. And I'm really into gray right now. Goes with a lot of my wardrobe and gray is in the stores. I guess it's a popular color right now. It's part of the fashion report. So lots of gray out there and I am able to wear this with many things so happy happy (laughs) it's very pretty too thank you how about you what are you what were you wearing were yes what was I wearing so I you know I've always been a gray lover and I just finished a new gray sweater I finished my Armand cardigan which is a pattern by Andy Satterland it is a free pattern on knitter knitterly on knitty magazine thank you I had a total mind blank there (laughs) And I will talk more about this in Finished Objects, but I love how it turned out. I'm super happy, and it is one of my projects for the Colors of Fall Knit Along, and I actually even took FO pictures today. Yeah. I got Mike and took him out in the backyard and had him take some pictures for me, and they turned out really cute. They were He caught me like mid-talk, mid-sentence, yeah. mid-move, and got some pictures that I would never have normally posed like that, <laughs> but I thought, that's actually kind of a good picture, so... Very happy with the FO, and this will be my go-to kind of uniform sweater for fall and winter. I can see it anytime it's chilly, I'll just pull this on, and it'll be easy to uh, pair with anything because of the gray. Is that the same color that I made a sweater out of? I don't know. It's Malabrigo Rios in the Plomo colorway. I'll have to look that up. I may have made a sweater in that color, too. Yeah, it has stormy weather. The Pantone fall color stormy weather is definitely in this yarn. So it's a Malabrigo yarn, so it's not one of their multicolored. It's a semi, semi-solid gray, so it has different shades of gray, but they're all on the darker side. It has just a slight purple tint to it, mm-hmm. wouldn't you say? Yeah. So it's super, super Which pretty. I'm really happy with it. And 
because it's a worsted weight, of course, we had a giant heat wave last last week here, so it was ridiculous to be knitting a worsted weight sweater, but it went really quickly. And yes, I'm also using this for the Cardi Party Knit Along for the Double Knit podcast. So yay for the Cardi Party! So that's what I was wearing. <laughs> Past tense. It was 80-something in my yard when I left at noon, so... I don't know what temperature it'll be when I get home. Yeah. Probably warmer. It was 10 <laughs> degrees cooler here when I drove down the hill. So, All right. So what are you stocking? I am stocking something that you pointed out to me, actually. It's a sweater called Mithral by Carol Feller. And I'm surprised you weren't stocking this because, like I said, you were the one that pointed it out to me. So I texted Gail earlier and I said, are you stocking Mithral? Because I didn't want to mention the same ones. But since she decided not to talk about it, I thought I would. Now, this sweater is a pullover, but very, very light fabric. It calls for light fingering and it is knit at a gauge of 20 stitches to 4 inches in a stitch pattern so it sounds like not only is it a light yarn but it's knit at a very loose open gauge so as you can imagine the sweater is a little see-through because it's lacy so in the photograph it's photographed with a cami underneath it which looks great and because of the heat wave that Gail just mentioned I I'm having a hard time thinking about wearing anything that's heavy at all. So this sweater <laughs> sounds like, oh, this will be perfect to wear when it gets quote-unquote cold. We'll see if it does actually. <laughs> well, and isn't that knit in a an alpaca mohair blend, so it's really lofty too? That's true. That's, that's what true. I remember about that, that is that it, it looks an ethereal. Blend. It's alpaca and silk. Yeah, it looks very ethereal to it me. It does. It does. So maybe it is warmer. I could not have an alpaca sweater, I don't think. I don't maybe, think I could either. Maybe it's something well, it would that make me light. Itch, but... Maybe something that light. I, I do have alpaca blend sweaters, so it's possible. I just haven't worn them in a while, but it's possible. But I was thinking of substituting perhaps even the coast mm -hmm. yarn that we have been knitting with and liking so much yeah so the coast yarn is 50 merino 50 cotton which probably better for our climate here and it's also a light fingering yes yes sorry for the jingling that's this is my stitch marker <laughs> that you hear i forgot usually i take off the bell stitch marker oh, yeah. before recording and i forgot yeah. The only problem is that if I do want to knit this in the coast, it involves buying more yarn. I don't really want to buy more yarn, but it sounds like Gail and I are going to be buying more of the coast because I'm really enjoying knitting a current sweater that I'm knitting again. And the coast. So I bought the coast in two different colorways to knit the sweater Charlene's knitting now. And then I got a navy to knit another sweater yet to be determined. But I don't like the color I got for the sweater. So... I want to order more in a different colorway. Hmm. So if anyone wants to try Coast, I'm going to have mine up on D-Stash pretty soon. Oh. <laughs> I figured, you know, someone else could enjoy this. Yeah, I. to be honest, I'm not sure about my second color as well. Oh, really? I liked yeah. all your colors a lot. I, I'll, I'll look at it again. I, the second color that I bought, I was originally thinking for a light summer t-shirt oh that's right and i think the issue now is that since summer is 
over, I don't necessarily feel like making a light summer t-shirt, but I can save it for next summer. So yeah. it's not all bad. <laughs> well, in my color, it's called Robin's Egg, and it's not that it's a bad color at all. It's just a little more green-leaning than I had anticipated, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's too close to my Apres Surf hoodie. I mean, it's almost oh, the same color to yeah. me, and I don't really want yeah. two sweaters in that color. Right. So. I understand. Yep. So I have one more thing that I'm stocking, but I think since Gail and I are both stocking that, maybe we'll talk about that one last. And if you have okay. something else that you want to insert first that you are yes, stocking. Yes, I am stocking two things. I'm stocking a new pattern by Isabel of the Fluffy Fibers podcast. She released another beautiful little shawlette pattern called the Bonbon Shawlette, and it's a triangular shawl. It's a one skein that she knit in fondant fibers, fingering weight yarn. I can't tell by the description right now if it's single ply or not, but it's a beautiful, just a simple triangular shawl with some eyelet detail that would be perfect for variegated yarn. And I think that's exactly why, yeah, in her description, she said, especially for those beautiful variegated yarns. So I just, I fell in love with it and it's super cute and it looks like one that would be a super quick knit as well. So I like that one a lot. And the second one I'm stocking, when I saw it at first, I really loved it. And then after a couple days, I liked it. And now I'm back to, I don't know, Oh, part of the issue. So the pattern is Lila Light. And you may recognize oh. the name Lila from other sweaters by Carrie Bostitch Hodge, well, who I've, is the designer. I've stocked. You that stocked one Lila. Yeah. So this is Lila Light. It well, is. Well, I think I've stocked this one before too. Really? Yeah. I okay. Think so. I didn't even know there was a light version until I just happened upon this. I may the other have day. stocked both of them at the same time. Okay. I can't remember. So this may be a repeat. It's a cute sweater, though. It's very cute. It is a pullover with three-quarter sleeves, and there is a nice garter detail at the cuffs and the hem and it's slightly lower in the back so it covers your bum the reason i'm kind of waffling in my description is because i don't know what the sleeves are the pictures although they're pretty and artistic there is not a single close-up on the shoulders and there's no description nowhere in the description either on the ravelry page or on the pattern page does it describe what type of construction the shoulders are hmm. it's top down it's in the round one piece, but looking at the shoulders, I honestly cannot tell if they're raglan or if they are set in, and that kind of bums me out. Did you look at the Leela pattern? No, I didn't. It's probably the same. Yeah, if but... If it says on that pattern, and I don't remember. I don't think I should have to go look at another pattern <laughs> to figure out what kind of sleeves yeah, there are, yeah. or these are. So, I'm kind of disappointed in pictures lately. We've been talking about this as a theme We've mentioned it on the last several mm -hmm. podcasts. And here again is another example. Very artistic, very pretty picture, but doesn't tell me much about the sweater itself. I'm guessing that maybe it's A-line. Can't really tell. <sighs> Sigh. I'd really like to knit this, but there you go. I don't know enough about it. So that's what I'm stocking. It's kind of a mystery. <laughs> okay, so the next thing that we are co-stocking is actually a new knit-along that we will be co-hosting with Anne of Little Skein in the Big Wool. No longer on Etsy. She is opening her own shop. And she is sponsoring a secret garden knit and craft along. And this is something she asked us if we would co-host with her. And we were thrilled that she asked us. It's going to be centered around the book, The Secret Garden. 
and there will be a shawl pattern by Alana Dacos and yarn, five colors you can choose from, from Western Sky Knits, five beautiful colors, and we'll have a project bag, stitch markers, a special button, and project bag, stitch markers, button, and there's one other thing I'm forgetting. All available, you can buy it as a kit, or you can buy individual items, and you don't have to buy anything at all. You can just craft along with anything themed with the Secret Garden. Right. And what is the right. Secret Garden? So the Secret Garden, a book by Frances Hodgson Burnett, it's a book that I read as a child and really loved. I haven't revisited it as an adult, and I'm actually really excited. I'm just as excited to reread the book because I've intended to reread it for several years, and I just haven't gotten around to it. I even already have it <laughs> on my iPad. That's how close I have gotten in the past couple of years to rereading it, but just hadn't gotten there. So this is going to be my big excuse to reread the book and to knit the shawl. And it is a young adult book. I would even say very young adult book. I remember reading it aloud to both Josie and to Alex. And it's a really charming little book. It's a very quick read, too. So there's really yeah. no reason to not reread it. It wouldn't take very long at all. But no. it's a charming book, and I highly recommend it for out loud reading too. I think Josie was probably three-ish, maybe four-ish, but she yeah. kind of had a better love of being read aloud to. There aren't a ton of pictures, so, you know, depending on your child's tolerance, maybe a little older, but it's a fabulous book. It's really charming. So And depending on the version you get, because I think some versions probably or more have like no a picture pictures, book. some versions have right. lots of pictures. But I'm looking here on Amazon, and there are different editions. If you get a Kindle edition, even, there's a free Kindle edition. There's oh. a 99-cent Kindle edition. Paperback, audio, it's all out there. It's it's a classic. So We have a hardback that one of Mike's really good friends from college gave to Josie when Josie was a few months old. And that's oh, the one I read aloud to Josie. We nice. still have that. It's a really nice hardback version so nice. that's what I picture in my head every time yes. I hear the secret garden yeah. yeah so the shawl as Gail mentioned is a pattern written by Alana Dacos and Alana as you know is has made a lot of patterns based on the botanical theme so leaves plants twigs flowers all of that this particular shawl is based on leaves and has a leaf motif throughout the shawl. Very, very pretty. It's beautiful. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm looking forward to knitting this. So am and I. If you follow hey, Annie Light Knits or Kim of Western Sky Knits or Alana Dacos on social media, you may have seen the shawl within the last month. I think it's been sneak peeks. There have been sneak peeks coming mm -hmm. out. And I think all three of them have had photos on their social media. So take a look. If you're interested, we'll have links and information. But it'll be fun. Yeah, and the kits, just so that you know, the kits go on sale and the a la carte items go on sale at the Little Skein in the Big Wool Shop on Saturday, which is September 19th. And then the knit along will go through then until December 24th. So there is a ton of time to read the book and either knit anything with the kit and or just knit anything that's Secret Garden themed. So we will start a 
chat a chat along a knit along thread for chat in our group <laughs> and then eventually we will open the fo thread and i'm reading the description right here to see if there's anything else that we should mention at the moment but i think now you have the dates you know what's available and check it out on the 19th i'm really excited i'm going to use the beautiful green and charlene oh, is using you are using i'm using gray because you're gray right yeah. now i was going to do gray and then i saw the sample in the green and I just swooned and had to have it instead. <laughs> it's so beautiful, super pretty. So super excited about that. So we're stocking that. We just, luckily we got to see the pattern last night. So we yeah. have had the sneak peek and seen the pattern itself. And it's a two skein shawl. I forgot mm -hmm. to mention that. Two skeins of fingering weight yarn. So, and then there's a, there are directions to enlarge so it to a three it. skeins. Yeah. So there you go. Those are the, the pertinent details. Mm -hmm. So what have you actually been knitting? I've been knitting two things. First one is my Polaris. Polaris is a pullover by Hiroko Fukatsu. I am working on the sleeves right now, and then I will go back and knit the bottom band on the body. I wasn't sure how I was doing on yarn, so I decided get the sleeves to where I want, and then I can figure out the length of the sweater. Well, I'll have to figure out the length of the sleeves as well. I've gone back and forth between short sleeves and three-quarter sleeves. But as I was telling Gail, I'm, I've been having a hard time working on that project during the heat wave because even though it's a single-ply fingering weight sweater, just the idea of a pullover is overwhelming to me. Yeah. And, and I haven't been feeling the love for pullovers. So And knitting, you can't decide your sleeve length during a heat wave. It's so hard. Yeah, you can't. Because all I want is, I keep thinking, oh, short sleeves, long sleeves are going to be too long. But then if I make it, I might want longer exactly. sleeves. Exactly. Think about point. when you'll actually be wearing it. Yeah. So I'm having trouble getting to the finish line on that one. It's slow. But the good news is that I love the color of the yarn. It's that single ply merino silk blend from Western Sky Knits. So it's got a little bit of shine. It's got the way that the silk and the wool has taken on the color is a little bit different. So there's a lot of tonal quality to the yarn. I really love it. Hopefully once it cools down a little yeah. bit, I will feel more more amenable to working yeah. on it yes and the second thing that i have been working on is my whip it by Ankastrick. and similarly to polaris i need to do the sleeves on my whip it i pulled that one out to show gail just a little while ago because i thought i had knit too far on the body meaning it's top down so meaning i thought i had made it a little bit long I go back and forth, but then I tried it on for Gail, and she thought the length was fine. So I'm kind of inclined. I'll possibly leave it, block it, and see how I like it. And there may have been some swooning on my part. I <laughs> love it. Oh, my gosh, I love it. It's really nice. The lace pattern that's on the body, I'm hoping, is going to open up more with blocking, and it's just going to be such a lightweight sweater yeah that's the one you're using the holtz garn coast yes right i'm using the coast yarn that gail and i have been talking about and that's why i want to buy a new <laughs> color immediately so i can cast on for that sweater it's 50 percent is it 55 percent wool and 45 yes. percent cotton I yes think. thank yeah. you 
and it's just so light. The yarn is incredibly light. It's a light fingering is what they call it. And Super light fingering in my opinion. It is. Yeah. But uh, Now I actually thought that I wouldn't care for knitting with yarn that light, but because of the recent heat wave, it's been the perfect project to work on. I, I, the lace pattern is, has actually been fun after I got the hang of it, which is why I think I knit too far on the body <laughs> <laughs> because I just kept going and going. But the pattern, I know I said this last time, you need to pay attention. There's instructions to talk, there's the stitch row instructions, and then there's different instructions for the border. And so you have to go over here and follow the border instructions and then follow the stitch instructions and then maybe add in something else. As you go along, it tells you where you're increasing. And so you just have to pay attention. It's a very well written pattern. I haven't found any mistakes in the size that I am making. You just have to pay attention. I'm glad that I printed that. So they're closing down my office at work where we had glorious color printers. Mm. And I printed that the last time I was in the office. So I have the pattern printed so that I can easily flip pages back and forth. I find it easier to do that in a printed pattern than I mm -hmm. do uh, you know, on my iPad or something. So. I ended up cutting out portions oh. so that I could have them next to each other. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, I know you can do that. There's some software. Nick Companion. Nick Companion. Yeah, you can that. do that. Well, you know, here's here's my story about Nick Companion. I looked to purchase it a mm -hmm. couple of months ago for, I can't even remember what pattern I was doing. Because it wouldn't, it, I was thinking that it wouldn't be something that I would use a lot. But when I come to those certain patterns where it would be useful, mm -hmm. it would be a great tool to have. Right. But I found that you can't buy it anymore. You have to subscribe to it. Really? Yeah. Oh, bizarre. So it's not even a standalone app anymore. It's a subscription. And I don't need to subscribe to something that I only want to use occasionally. Yeah. So. That's an interesting model for that type of software. I mean, I know that a lot of companies do that now, but it's mostly yeah. you know, business applications as opposed to yeah I, I don't like think that. I mentioned that no you did not so I didn't know that that was too bad so that's that's I disappointing can't, can't purchase it anymore <laughs> I'll have to go investigate that just out of curiosity yeah. to see what the subscription price is yeah I'm not even sure I don't remember it, it I just knew that it wasn't yeah, something I that I would not really worth the use. investment it wasn't worth the investment yeah. because me. I yeah. think it was only $15 at one point to buy the software hmm. so hmm. yeah, interesting so what are you knitting these days oh in my hands i have a new cast on i cast on for hohe's fall knit along and i started with my pullover that i you don't declare something but you sign up with specific projects so yeah. i am knitting the seacoast pullover which is a pattern that hohe did for the brooklyn tweed collection and oh my gosh the yarn is i'm in love with this yarn i i have not knit with a yarn that i love this much in a really really long time it is rothko by abstract fibers which is an indie dyer out of i believe portland oregon and it is a polworth silk blend 85 percent polworth 15 percent silk it is amazing it is soft but springy it is 
has a fabulous hand and drape and it is one of the most beautiful colors I've knit with in a really long time. Its colorway name is turquoise. And that doesn't even begin to do it justice. No, it, is it doesn't. A, oh my gosh. It's a semi-solid. I'm squeezing the ball right now. I'm like fondling the ball. And <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm acting like a 10-year-old now. But the colors are just, it's a stunning depth of turquoise. And I could not love this anymore if I had like dreamt the perfect color. Nice. It's a top down that has a slipped rib yoke. It's a yoke style top down sweater. And the ribbing, especially at the top, is so squishy in this yarn. I could just fondle my sweater. I don't even need to wear it. I'm just going to squish it. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm in love with this design in this yarn. And we purchased, I purchased the turquoise and Charlene purchased a different color when we were at Stitches. For I purchased it specifically for Seacoast, and she purchased hers for True, True, the Hohe coat mm-hmm. sweater that she talked about last episode. And I was telling her as soon as I walked in, I said, oh my gosh, you've got to cast on because you are going to love knitting with this yarn. And it stitches in 2016. I hope Abstract Fibers is there. They have been, I think, every year I've ever yeah. gone to stitches. But I hope she brings a lot more of this yarn and a lot of other colors because I'm going to buy at least one more sweater quantity of this, if not two. That's how much I love it. And we'll see. Of course, I haven't worn it. (laughs) But my opinion just knitting with it so far is, on a scale of 1 to 10, this yarn is a 9.9. There you go. And the yarn ships in the jumbo Yeah, it's like a 740-yard skein or something. And it's DK weight. I didn't mention that. It's DK. The pattern, Seacoast, calls for a worsted weight. But I got gauge on this, and... For our climate, like we continue to say, worsted weights, I don't think, are going to get as much wear. So DK, although it's not that much less on the heat scale, it it's just so pretty. Yeah. I'm gazing at it. <laughs> I love my yarn. I even, every time I pull it out at home, I comment on how pretty it is. And Josie will walk by, look at it. Isn't this pretty? <laughs> Everyone at home is intimately familiar with my yarn. <laughs> So that's the first thing I'm knitting. Okay. And the second thing I'm knitting still is the Therapy Shawl by Laura Ayler. Both of these projects are Colors of Fall Knit Along entries because the turquoise has Biscay Bay in it. And my Therapy Shawl, I'm using Candy Skein Pumpkin Spice, which has some of the cadmium orange, and Dragonfly Fibers District 12, which has Stormy Weather. So my ultimate plan and goal, let's see if I can even humanly accomplish this goal, is to finish Seacoast and the Therapy Shawl before the end of the knit along and pose for pictures. Do you think that's even possible? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have a job. I do have sporting events to go to, etc. But this, I think the sweater, I'm almost finished with the waist decreases. It's top fast. down. So I think I can at least finish the sweater in that amount of time, if not that and the shawl. So yeah. wish me luck, people. Wish me luck. <laughs> so that's what I'm knitting. What have you finished? I have finished one thing. Finally finished my Mia tank that I started way back in the beginning of summer. I had put it aside because of the I didn't like the edging on the sleeves. I had done there's a pico edging that goes around the neckline and then around the sleeves. And I had finished it in the pico edging and I liked the pico edging around the neckline, but I did not like the pico edging around the sleeves because my sleeves rolled just enough to make it, I thought it looked odd. 
I didn't care for that little bit of roll with the Pico Edge. And I ironed and ironed to try to get the roll to stop. And it would for a little bit, but then it, after you wear, wore it a little bit, it kind of started poking under again. So I just took out the Pico Edging and finished it with a single crochet. And I'm much happier with it. And now it's done. I've been wearing it during the recent heat wave. <laughs> Hashtag extreme drought. <laughs> and I love it. It's so loose and airy that it's not oppressively hot. Even in the heat wave, it felt really good because it was loose. It's really, really cute. And it's knit in cotton, which helps. It's the Toluca Knits Fingering Cotton, which I really like. Yep, it's if super pretty. If she's at Stitches, I'll probably buy another quantity of it. Yeah, I will too, for sure. I really like this. It's a tunic tank, so I was Gail asked what I was wearing it with, and I think I wore it with shorts. I think I, I have worn it with shorts, leggings, and a skirt. So obviously very versatile. Yeah, it, goes with <laughs> it works with a lot of different yeah. wardrobe pieces. Yeah, it's very swingy. I love it. It is super swingy, yes, yeah. that A-line structure. That, <laughs> yes, exactly. Surprisingly, she's holding it right next to the shawl that she was wearing <laughs> earlier. And they are very, very similar lots in color, of, let me tell you. Lots of gray here, yes. So how about you? Have you finished anything? So I finished my Armand Cardi, which I mentioned at the beginning, mm -hmm. which is by Andy Satterlin and is a free pattern on Knitty. And I used the Malabrigo Rios in Plomo, which is the Pantone stormy weather color. And I really, really, really love how it turned out. One, I used all materials from my stash. So the yarn, the grain ribbon, the buttons, everything came from stash. I didn't shop for a single thing for it. And I did a lot of modifications. So feel free to visit my project page for more details. But a summary, I tried for the first time to do back darts in my middle back where I always have extra fabric. The back darts were somewhat successful. Next time I do it, I will do the increases a little bit higher up on my back, like maybe one or two rows higher, because you'll see in my back pictures on my finished object photos that there's a little bit of extra fabric that pops out at the top of the darts. But other than that, I'm really pleased with how that worked out. The other major modification I did is I used the top-down set-in sleeve method from Elizabeth Doherty's new book that we reviewed recently. I basically ditched the pattern as soon as I got to the sleeves in terms mm -hmm. of it's knit bottom up. And so you do a set in sleeve and you pick up, if you've done a set in sleeve before, basically what you do is you pick up around the armhole and then you do short rows to, to make the shape of the sleeve cap. Well, with Elizabeth's method, the pickup ratio is different and the short row technique is different to give you more of a three-dimensional sleeve cap and I am thrilled with how it turned out. It looks so much cleaner than any other set-in sleeve I've ever done. So I don't know, I'm sure we mentioned it, but I don't know if we stressed that in Elizabeth's method, the way you pick up the stitches, you can't see them. They're, they literally lie right against the seam versus every other set-in sleeve I've ever done, you can see the pickup stitches. Mm -hmm. They're like in a row, so you can see them. Right. 
I like that you can't see them. Not that I think it's unattractive when you can see them, but I like that you don't. And the other thing is that, I think we mentioned this when we reviewed the book as well, one of the things I've always disliked about set-in sleeves is that the way you pick up the sleeves, the right front sleeve looks like the left back sleeve. So where you pick up the sleeves, if you look at the right and left fronts, they look opposite of each other. They don't go in the same direction. So maybe one points down and one points up. I don't know if that's making any sense, but it's always bugged me that they don't match. Well, guess what? On Elizabeth's method, they do. So you can't, one, you can't see them very well. And two, if they do go the opposite direction, you can't tell because it's in set. So I really, really like this. It's the most tailored, clean set-in sleeve I've ever done. And I'm really, really happy with it. I will use this every time I pick up sleeves for a set-in sleeve going forward. So, and I did not use one of Elizabeth's patterns. She gives the ratio of pickup, you know, X number per row or X number per whatever. I don't want to give away the, the in information in the book, but it makes it very easy to do. And again, I'm just thrilled with the results. So that's my FO in a nutshell. And I, I, I recommend the pattern, but I did spend a lot of time marking it up. And I've mentioned this before that I did literally write down row by row, what row I'm doing buttonholes, what row I'm doing increases and decreases. And that made it really easy for me to knit the sweater. I think if I hadn't done that, it would have been a little tedious trying to figure out what to do when. So if you're going to knit it, I recommend that you take the time to do that. So so I went and got the book just so that Elizabeth's I could book. read the title for you. It's Top Down Reimagining Set and Sleeve Design by Elizabeth Doherty. Highly yep. recommended by Gail. Yeah, I really do. I, oh, you know what I didn't do is have Mike take close-up pictures of the sleeve oh, cap. I will do, do that. that. Yeah, I'll make sure I get close-ups of that so that you can see how clean it looks. And that's not something I usually can say about my set-in sleeves. I can't <laughs> usually say, oh, look, they look so clean and pretty. Usually I'm yeah. kind of like, oh, yeah, that's a set-in sleeve. Just don't, <laughs> don't look too closely at that. And the other thing I didn't finish, but what I decided to do, I frogged my Crazy Stripes tee. Oh, I, I remember you said you were thinking about yep, that. Yep, I did it. So that was very liberating. <laughs> oh, I don't have the weight of that whip hanging over me. I just wasn't loving it as a work in progress. Yeah. So it's no longer a work in progress. Very cool. Now, I actually wanted to do two honorable mentions, short little blips, before we go on, if you don't mind. Whole Life Challenge. This is something that I'm going to be doing with Amy of the Stockinette Zombies, is sponsoring a team for something called the Whole Life Challenge. If you're interested, go look at our health and fitness thread in our Ravelry group. And the second thing is the handmade wardrobe challenge that Helen of Curious Handmade is doing with Susan, who is Kismet on Ravelry. I actually took a sewing class two weeks ago, and I could not be more excited. I made, <laughs> drum roll, a pillowcase. I know it's super boring, but oh my gosh, it was so much fun. So I have signed up for two more sewing classes. I'm going to be making what's called the date night dress, which is a pattern by April Rhodes. And not really my style of dress, but I'm going for it. I'll do it tunic length with leggings and maybe I'll actually wear it, but just learning how to do it is what I want to do. And then I also signed up for Machine Basics 2, which is a follow-up of the pillow pillowcase class I took. And I'm going to make a sewing tote bag. So I'm super, super excited about sewing. And I've been inspired by a lot of you out there. Nicole from Stash and Burn, Maggie, Helen, Isabel, a lot of you who sew, Erin. And I'm so happy that you guys have inspired me to do this because 
it's awesome. And I'm telling you, during the heat wave, it was a lot nicer than having a pile of wool in my lap. So I just wanted to mention those two things. If you're interested, go check them out. And I wanted to mention a third thing. Yay! We wanted to thank Lion Brand. Oh my gosh! (laughs) And welcome everyone who has found our podcast from the Lion Brand blog. In their post on September 13th, entitled Listen While You Stitch, Our Favorite Podcasts, they listed the Yarniacs as their number one craft-related podcast. (laughs) I can't believe we didn't lead with that. We were thrilled and (laughs) welcome. To yeah, any who new listeners is trying us out for the first time who has found us from the Lion Brand blog. Welcome. Yeah, and we could not be more excited yeah, about that, that either, fun. could we? That was fun and unexpected. That's another thing. Anyone who knows me well has had to hear about us. <laughs> on the, they, some of them don't even know what Lion Brand yarn is. My has, Mike knew. I'm like, have you ever heard of Lion Brand yarn? Oh, yeah, isn't that what they sell at Beverly's? <laughs> I don't know how you know that, but yeah. Well, they do sell at Beverly's, but they have a lot of other yarns too that they don't sell at Beverly's. If you look at the Lion Brand website, they have a lot of yarns that I guess you can only get the mail order unless you go to the Lion Brand store in New York City. I really? Yeah. They have a lot of yarns. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't a lot know of that. higher end yarn. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, Very cool. So, very cool. Yeah. Huge smiles. <laughs> and let's do a Colors of Fall knit along update. So by the time you hear this, you will only have a couple days. Well, if you listen to it as soon as it comes out, because it wraps up on Monday, September 21st. I'm going to double check that because last time I ended it, one of our knit alongs, I gave the wrong date. No. Oh, midnight on September 23rd. Oh, okay. There we go. Cast on June 21st, bind off September 23rd. <laughs> I'm sorry forever I told on Instagram that it was the 21st. I was wrong. Oh, now I have two more days to finish these projects. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> and let's see. As of right now, we have 56 projects in the finished objects thread. Wow, you guys rock. <laughs> you guys totally rock. I have looked at every single one and love them all. And one I just have to mention is... Kelsey Leftwich. Last year, she knit a beautiful sweater for her brand new husband. This year, she knit something very similar for herself. It's the chimney fire pattern, and it just looks fantastic on her. And she put a little ASOS, it's an online store. She put an outfit picture up there, and she said she has the pants, and that's how she's going to wear the sweater. Oh, that's right. Oh, I love it. I love so many of them, but that one, for some reason, just jumped out and bit me. And I don't know. She, I had sent her a, or made a comment on her project page saying how much I loved it. And she said that this is her favorite knit along of the year. It's Aww. her knitting inspiration of the year. And I thought that was the coolest yeah, thing. Yeah, it is. So great job, Kelsey, and everybody else. And as of right now, we have 19 prizes. So since the last time we recorded, we've had two more people awesomely volunteer things, including Jess, who is. It's not Delphinian. She is, oh goodness, Jess. Now I just forgot your Ravelry name. I will find it as we, as I stutter trying to, <laughs> what is her name? Delphinian, I think is what it is. But she, Delphinian, Jess. yeah, Del- Delphinian, that's what it is. She knit a 
gorgeous scarf and she sewed a really cute flannel shirt for herself, she made project bags using the remnants of the fabric of her shirt. Oh, cool. And they have super cute little pockets inside. It was the cutest mm-hmm. little project bag. And she sent me a PM on Ravelry and said, I don't know if you're interested. It's okay to say no if you want, but I really wanted to do one as a prize. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. You actually used your Colors of Fall fabric yeah. for the project bag. So thank you very much, Jess. They're adorable. And we heard from Katinka is her Ravelry name. She is Katie Connors. She just released a beautiful new collection called the Verdescence Collection. You can see it at the top of either the chatter or the FO thread in our group. I have all the prizes listed with links. And it's her collection has five pieces so far, and I think her target is either seven or ten. There are two cowls, I think two hats and mitts, if I'm not mistaken. And I want there's the fingering weight cowl. I want to knit already. It's gorgeous. And you liked one of the hats. I liked one of the hats. Yeah. Yeah. Super cute. I could do that very easily for winter. And so those are the two new prizes. And then to recap all the other fabulous prizes, we have a skein of yarn from Western Sky Knits, the awesome rainbow gradient from Dragonfly Fibers. We have a skein of yarn and a project brag from Shasta of Shasta Daisy Knits. We have a $25 gift card for Etsy from Deborah, who is Goldie Girl. We have a skein of Miss Babs Yowza, what a skein in Diva. We have a skein of Unwind Journey Sock. And we have patterns from Cobblestone Designs, Aroha Knits, Vanessa, who is Vanessa Polo on Ravelry, Tyga Hilliard, Laura Ayler, Michelle Wang, Hohi Locatelli, Ali Coffey, and Stephen West. Pretty cool list. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much to all those sponsors. We could not be happier. I have a huge smile on my face. <laughs> like the best podcast ever. Okay. So next, reviews. Yeah. You want to kick us off? Well, Gail and I have quite a collection of things that we're behind on reviewing because we just have so many things that we always want to talk about. (laughs) And somehow the reviews get, we'll do it next time, we'll do it next time. So this time we've picked out a couple things. We're not going to spend a lot of time on each item, but we're going to give you a little sampling of everything that, or of a few things that we've been looking at. Publications. First one is a magazine from Cooperative Press called Knit Edge, and it is published three times a year in a digital format only. And I believe it's $6.99 an issue. I'm not sure what the annual subscription cost in U.S. dollars is, but the one that we looked at was oops. issue seven. Thank you very much. So they said the last one of 2014. 15. I think it was in the editorial comments area. She said it was technically the last issue of 2014. Oh, so we're looking at an older? I think it magazine? must be. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we must be because she said that they were, they'd agreed to a compressed publication schedule in 2015 for three issues and that this is the tech is technically the last issue of 2014 so it may have been released earlier this year like we said we're a little behind <laughs> i don't think we've had it sitting here for that no long, we though. haven't yeah. that's why i was surprised but yeah there's no date on it is the problem so sorry you guys but looking at the entry on ravelry there are seven patterns in the magazine and in this particular issue 
they are all accessories. But if you look at previous issues, they also have had magazines that have had sweaters. So I don't think it's all accessories. It, it changes from issue to issue. And it looks like it's generally between four and seven patterns per issue, as well as a few articles. It's not a huge magazine. I believe it's only 60 pages, I think is yeah, the digital was. It's a digestible said. size. It's a, Yes, yes, it is. And one of the reasons that there might have been a concentration of accessory patterns is because they've had a change in their editorial staff. So this was the first issue where Sarah Eyre of formerly Cephalopod Yarns is the editor. So she's someone who's very familiar with the beauty of hand-dyed yarns. Before Cephalopod, she worked, she was part of the Sanguine Griffin, Sanguine Griffin Indie Dyer team. So one of the focuses of this magazine is Indie Dyed Yarn. So I thought that was a fascinating just focus, you know, not to say that they wouldn't ever use commercial yarn, but that's, they said that that was their focus. Mm -hmm. So there were some Interesting articles. I liked the article by Kate Atherley on fitting sock size. Now that I'm getting interested in knitting socks, that was very informative and helpful. And then there were some other kind of, not editorial type articles, but just kind of knitting tourist articles. There was one, Donna DeCrunis was in, she had accidental knitting at the Nordic Museum. Mm -hmm. And then another author did a story about London. A visit to Peru, and then oh. there was the one about the yarn store in London called I Knit London, where they have a full bar. <laughs> I imagine what kind of mistakes that could lead to when you're knitting. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not sure if there's a theme. Oh, maybe that was a theme issue. for this. Maybe I'm it was not travel. Sure. I couldn't. I couldn't find any place where it specifically talked about having themes per issues. So I'm not sure if they do that. But yeah, you're right. It it very well could have been an editorial cho choice been. to do yeah. that. Yeah. And I didn't fall in love with any of the patterns. I thought that the, oh, actually, and I do want to mention that in this issue in particular, there was one crochet pattern, which I thought was cool. How did I not notice that? The Phoenix Flames cowl, which is pictured being worn almost like a little capelet around the arms and the sleeves in the main photo and then in the secondary photos they have it worn as a traditional cowl. That one is crocheted. Oh, fabulous. That was the orange one. I thought that one was really nice. Really, really nice. Because I'm looking I look I keep thinking I want to knit a garment like that that has that functionality where mm -hmm. you can wear it as a cowl or as the little capelet. Gail and I have been talking about photos that accompany patterns. And the photography is a little hit or miss sometimes. The one item that I was disappointed in was the gradient cowl because it looks cute and it looks like something I would be interested in. However, I never see the front. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see the front of the cowl. Yeah. And granted, the front of the cowl might be might look exactly the same as the back of the cowl, but I can't tell if it's a long cowl or a close-up cowl. I can kind of guess by the yardage, but I'm just not sure. But that one looked like it had possibilities that that it would be something I would want to knit. 
All in all, if you love to read knitting magazines, and a lot of people do because the content is varied and different from issue to issue, I think this is one worth checking out. Yeah, I think especially the focus on the articles. I really enjoyed some of them. And two others that I wanted to mention quickly, Cowl Operation. So Shannon Oki, the pattern that Charlene just mentioned, is not part of this collection, but they did a collection, they meaning Cooperative Press, 12 different indie dyers, and I think 12 different designers to produce a collection of cowls that are all different. And I, based on the article, I think each designer kind of worked towards the strengths of the yarn. Mm -hmm. And it's a really beautiful collection. I really like it. So I really liked that article. The article just describes what they did and how it started, but they're, they're little snapshot thumbnails of each of the cowls. Hopefully the photography will be better for that and we'll be able to see more of the cowls. And then an author, Laura Redding, Lorinda Redding, is started, I think it's a series, it's hard to tell. It might be a series on her website, but I think it's also a series in the magazine called Hooked on Hand Dyed. And I mentioned earlier that their focus is on hand dyed yarn. So she seems to be doing a feature dyer, maybe for each issue. Again, I couldn't tell for sure, but the focus on this in this particular issue is Blue Moon Fiber Arts, and I love their yarn a lot. I was really sad when they stopped doing stitches because mm -hmm. they have yarns that I would have gone back to again and again, but now buying from them online, they have so many color options it's, that I can't. It's kind of overwhelming yeah. to me to try to pick a color, and then you don't know when you're going to receive it, if it'll be the same color. So hopefully I'll see them in real life again someday. But it's a really great article about Blue Moon Fiber Arts, how it got started, how they do their dyeing, and I really enjoyed reading that. So again, it's the, the content of the magazine for me would be the education right. of the articles. Right. I, I did find that article in particular interesting just yep. because it was the whole aspect of Blue Moon hand painting their yarn rather than... And it was the, the, the story, dipping, I think it's called, no. dip dying. Dip dying the yeah. story of how their sock club got off the ground is fascinating. It was really interesting. They do the Blue Moon Five socks that rock yarns. Is that mm -hmm. what they call them? Yes. I've never purchased any, but it's super famous and well known in most of the knitting world, especially if you're a sock knitter. And the story of how that got started was so overwhelming to them <laughs> that 2,000 people signed up immediately. And they were shut down by the people who ran the website because they thought it was some kind of illegal theft ring or something. So I they had all, that. everybody had to sign back up again. So pretty fascinating. I remember when that happened. I wasn't a knitter yet, or I wasn't into <laughs> indie dyed yarn, so I missed that whole thing. I remember when that happened. Yeah. So you get some fun historical travel. Who knows what will be coming up in future issues. So the article's fun. Yep. And then the next one that we reviewed is Color Wheel Knits by Vera Valimaki. And that, interestingly enough, is also a publication. This one's a book, mostly patterns. It's very pattern oriented. It's not, there aren't educational articles or anything, but it's all about knits for hand dyed yarns. So similar to what the Knit Edge magazine is doing. But in this one, Vera splits everything up into four different color sections from the color wheel. and focuses and orients the patterns towards the strengths of those colors and uses different indie dyed yarns to do that. So mm -hmm. there was a lot of Madeline Tosh, some Plucky, Malabrigo, Lioness Arts, several that I'd never even heard, two that I'd never heard of. Mm -hmm. 
and just beautiful yarns that she used. Yeah. Now, the Collar Wheel Knits book itself was originally published back in July 2013, but in Finnish. Yep. And then recently published in English. It has 22 patterns in there. Cardigans, men's pullovers, hats, including kids' hats and men's hats, as well as women's hats, mittens, scarves, and women's five pullovers. kids' patterns. Yeah, there are five pullover, sweaters for kids. Cowls. So there's a, a big variety yeah. in here. Big, big variety. And like Gail mentioned, it, it's all focused on the color wheel. So she's dividing it into four color groups. Was there anything in there that you specifically thought you would make? So the one sweater that I think I would really knit from this collection is called Afloat in Red. And it is an open front women's women's cardigan. And it's, okay, my, my issue with the book. I like the patterns. I really dislike the photography. The pictures of the yarn are beautiful. The schematics are very clear. But many of the actual garment pictures you can't see the whole garment and thus I don't have a really great description of a float in red which makes me really sad because I love Vera's work I know that I would love the sweater but I can't really see it it hasn't it looks like it has a very interesting construction with really pretty ribbed cuffs and front collar maybe and really pretty pockets but there is not a full picture of the sweater. It makes it, there, you, there's a full picture of the back of the sweater, and that's about it. So it's hard to tell. And looking things up on Ravelry was challenging as well. I know that they're, they're there in Ravelry on English somewhere because I've seen them, but if you try to look up the patterns, it's hard to find them on Ravelry in English. So that was kind of a sad thing for me too, is I couldn't find as much information as I wanted because I wanted to look at the finished objects on Ravelry. Mm -hmm. If I didn't have Ravelry as a resource, I don't know what I would knit out of this book because I wouldn't be able to see enough of the garments to make a choice. Now, I haven't been able to find the garments on Ravelry by their English names. I, the way I had to find them on Ravelry was to go to the collection for Color Wheel Knits. And then you have the option of looking at all 22 patterns. Right, that's what I did, but they're in Finnish. Right, yeah. and I, I haven't been able, You, I thought you said that you I did, I them. saw them in English. I don't know how I saw them in English. So though. I haven't been able to find them in English. Maybe I'm So that was my problem because I could never find them in English because you were going to ask, you asked me which, or I asked you which, which hat. one I would Which knit one and you would what knit. would you knit? You and had a hat you I was really going like. to go look for the hat that I wanted to knit. And I'm scrolling down and I'm realizing, oh, I wrote down the English name, but these are all in Finnish. But the hat in the book that I want, that I liked is just called Classic Cables. And it is just a very simple cabled hat. But on Ravelry, to the best of my knowledge, I can't look it up that way. When you go to the pattern page for this particular pattern with the finished name it does say published in the book color wheel knits but then it also has the name in finnish underneath it yeah i can't find them in english now i don't know maybe i was just imagining things hmm. so it is a little difficult to find but if you do a search 
for color wheel knits on Ravelry and then go to the book page, you will be able to see all the patterns though with their finish names. The second thing that I really liked was the hoodie, although I didn't realize because of the photography, I didn't realize that it was a hoodie. Until you saw the schematic, right? Um, I can't, at some point, I cannot remember. I remember looking through the book and seeing the schematic for that one and thinking, wow, I didn't know that had a hood. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's because the, the schematics are really good. And then when I looked at the photos, there was one photo where you could kind, kind of, see of see, yeah, but that's the problem of the hood, but it's a cute sweater. Yeah. But you can't get a full sense, like Gail said, of what that would look like from the back or you get yeah. this one has a front picture but you can't you don't you get can't see the hood back photo yeah and sorry very you know i love your stuff so it's not your patterns it's the photography of the book <laughs> itself and i'm sure you were not in charge of that and it's not all the patterns there's a cute cap the what in english is called the beetle cap which has a little brim and a, or a <laughs> Super visor, cute, yeah. that one is very cute. And that one you get a nice photo of. I think you that get... may only be child sizes. It might be. Yeah, some I of the accessories remember. are child and adult sizes. Some are only child. And then, like I said, there are five garments that were child sizes only. But a really great collection. And like Charlene said, she said men's sweater. I would dare to say unisex sweater. Yeah, it but could definitely two of them be. are modeled on men. Mm -hmm. So that's a great thing. And several of the accessories are modeled on men, which is nice because you don't see that very often. Right. And I'm actually surprised, given the fact that Vera's patterns are often more popular, I'm surprised that this collection hasn't been more popular. And I do wonder if it is because of the difficulty in finding the patterns. Yeah unfortunately because they're listed with the finished titles well that's similar to she had a book of shawl patterns that was initially released in finnish and then they released it in english and i don't think that the shawl patterns really became popular until they were released in english because i would venture to say there are more english reading knitters especially on ravelry than there are finnish yeah. reading knitters yeah. so just yeah just an interesting observation about it it is, because it's too bad. I Like I said, I do see quite a few things in here that I think should be more popular and that I quite like. I, I like the back of this long sweater. I don't know what the, the tunic name one. is Yeah, it's English, super cute. But, but yeah. it's a, a tunic-length sweater that's very cute. Very, very cute. And the cowl and hat set that is photographed on a man, I think is also another one that's totally unisex, but it looks really nice on a man and is photographed in silver and gold. Mm -hmm. It looks really yeah, nice. I like that one too. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, yeah, it's cow, hat, and mittens that yeah, all work together. When you, if you do search for color wheel knits on Ravelry, we'll have a link in our show notes, of course. When you look at the pattern pages, even on the pattern page, there's not an English description. It just mm -hmm. has a line that says the book will be published in English later, and then the page is in Finnish. Yep. So. And it, correction, the beetle cap does come in kids, women, and men sizes. Oh, okay. It's one of those language issues. It's these patterns, I think, could be really fun if you can take the time to find them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just because it's a little more 
it's, it's a little more labor intensive to find them just because they were originally published and finished. Yep. But if you like Vera Valimaki, check it out. And you like a lot of her style, make sure you check it out. And I did forget to mention that all of the garments are top down, seamless. Oh, okay. yes. So that was another yes. almost theme of the book that she mm-hmm. states right up in the front. Right. So Color Wheel Knits by Vera Valimaki. And the third one we're reviewing is Knit, Wear, Love by Amy Herzog. And I have to tell you guys, when Charlene handed this to me to review it, I looked at the cover and I judged the book by its cover. (laughs) And I think I may have even said, I wouldn't knit any of these. And I kind of, you know, eh, shrugged. I loved this book. I love this book. Isn't it great? It is fabulous. Knit, Wear, Love. It was actually published a while ago, published back in March of 2013. We haven't had it that long, but it is a follow-up to her book, Knit to Flatter. And she even states in the book that you might, for more fit information, to maybe start with Fit to Flatter. It's a craftsy class and a book. And I highly recommend both the book and the craftsy class, Fit to Flatter. And this book is so cool. It's fun. She starts out... Talking about styles mm-hmm. and how everyone needs to find their style, which she classifies as vintage, casual, sporty, bohemian, modern, romantic, classic, and avant-garde. And she gives a little blurb about what each style is, and she has a little mood board yep. photograph for each style, which yep. is really fun to look at, trying to match yourself, where do you see yourself in there. So you find your style. And she also, for each of those styles, she lists the fibers, fabrics, colors, mm-hmm. and iconic sweater examples that suit each of those styles, which for me was very helpful. To yeah. Like, oh, that's fun. what that means. Yeah. And then once you fig- kind of figure out where you're headed style-wise... She has some questions that I thought were really good to They're ask yourself. They're awesome. They're little exercises. Things, yeah. Project things, versus clothing. Things like, I feel best when wearing blank neckline. Mm-hmm. Or my biggest sweater pet peeve is yep. blank. And then she says, when you find yourself enamored of a new wonderful pattern, go back and look at these things that you've written, your notes that you've written, the answers to these questions, and compare. And do and what she calls a sanity check. A sanity, sweater sanity <laughs> check. See if this new pattern that you're enamored of fits fits into your answers to these questions. I want to read her first sentence for her yeah. sanity check. When you are looking at a photo of a sweater that you're seriously considering knitting, it's easy to get distracted by the pose, setting, and details. So be sure to take time to really assess what you're looking at. So that's something mm-hmm. I get sucked into all the time. Her sweater sanity check involves questions such as, where can I imagine myself wearing this garment? Or what would I wear with this garment? Yep, which is something we should all ask ourselves yes. before we need anything. But I don't. I don't. I yes. fall. I get sucked into that all the time. Yeah. And then once you've gone through those exercises, she has the sweater's deconstructed part, which goes over how to make a sweater. She talks about things like seaming, blocking, how to change measurements, and then finally how to make design your own yep when you move on to what she calls meta patterns 
And just also for the Sweaters Deconstructed Chapter 2, she does do a recap on Fit to Flatter. Mm-hmm. So if you've been through it before but don't remember, or if you haven't been through it, there is a little a little bit there that's very useful. I found that I had forgotten some of it. So very useful. And then the meta patterns. Such a brilliant idea. It's really cool. So she has basic patterns for pullovers, cardigans, vests, cowl neck sweaters, tunic sweaters, wrap sweaters, tank, and then boleros. And then each meta pattern in three gauges and 12 sizes. Yep. And this, I'm, I have, I took copious notes on this. I was going to say, yeah, you, gonna, you look like you have more to say. So I, go well, I want to go back and read her description of the meta okay. pattern. So okay. it's way back in the intro. So I'm flipping back to page five. See, I even marked what page to, to look at it. <laughs> Next, I present what I call meta patterns. Instructions for making the eight most popular sweater silhouettes. Pullover, cardigan, vest, tunic, cowl, wrap, tank, and bolero. Each one in three gauges and 12 sizes with multiple options for style customization. To show off the flexibility of the meta meta patterns, I'm happy to present, oh, these are the models. So there are six different models they use throughout the book. Mm -hmm. Every picture, she tells you what size they're wearing and what weight the yarn is, which is fabulous Mm -hmm. because then you can see, oh, that body size, I can't judge from a picture without scale necessarily how big or small someone is and how that relates to my body. Love that. And she says, the meta patterns are set up so that you can easily adapt them to suit your choices of size, size, gauge, and style. I'll be honest though, there are a lot of numbers included in these patterns. So to make your knitting easy, for each one I've provided a worksheet that you can fill out with the numbers that pertain to the size and gauge of your specific garment. So you can either photocopy the worksheets or go to her website and download them and fill in the blanks. So we were just talking earlier about patterns that are hard to follow and you have to flip around or cut mm-hmm. things out or write it out for yourself. Well, guess what Amy did? She provided a worksheet and all you have to do is go through the columns, write down Populate the numbers. It the numbers. It's brilliant. Yeah. And the way she did the meta patterns, each pattern is on three different women in three different styles. So for the pullover, she has, let's see, sport weight, romantic, DK weight, modern, and classic preppy in Aaron weight. So you see three different versions of a pullover in three different styles on three different bodies. It's brilliant. So for the pullover, you see three different necklines. You see three different yarn weights. It's it's a brilliant idea. And, and I you can look at it and say, oh, well, I kind of like that, but I yeah. don't like that. And I think if I did it, I'd want to tweak it here. And that's the thing about the meta, meta patterns. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to take them and make them your own. Yeah, using and, the other information from right. chapter two. And the photos, she has, like Gail said, she has all these photos of each meta pattern showing the sweater and the fit options to give you ideas there's just a little wind wind <laughs> so it's really fun and the models you get the they're feeling real that they're people. real people they're, they're real, bodies. real people i don't think they're all six feet tall <laughs> no and they're not you can tell that these sweaters aren't pinned behind them and you know that they haven't tweaked things just for the photography 
and the pictures are clear, they aren't cluttered with background stuff, there are close-ups on the features of things, whether you choose to knit that feature into your version or not is up to you, but at least you can see what it looks like right. in a close-up. Right. And, oh my gosh, I just loved it. It's really fun. And you That's know what really I learned good. about myself that didn't surprise me at all? My looks are casual and sporty. Well, I guess that by the descriptions, obviously. But I learned by looking through here some things that I would and wouldn't do. Like for her vest, she has an avant-garde look, which has some really beautiful baubles that I don't think I would knit, but I love the vest itself. And now I know how I can tweak that from an avant-garde to a sporty that would totally work mm -hmm. in my wardrobe. Like 100%, I could wear that everywhere. I thought I was casual sporty too. <laughs> <laughs> Why doesn't that surprise me yeah. that we're like that? And she has the things styled the way I see real women wearing their clothes too. Yeah. It's not contrived. It's not silly. It's not, you know what I it's mean. It's not runway. No. I mean, they're fashion. wearing jeans. They're it wearing maxi skirts. They're wearing fashion for yeah, real people. tunics. Yeah. I mean, their shoes are all, they vary from high heels to flats and tennis mm -hmm. shoes. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they go from simple to a little dressier. I was just amazed when I actually opened the book at how awesome it is. And, Amy is awesome. Her writing style, her her whole approach to every single body is different. Every single body is awesome. Just shines through in this book. It makes you feel good about knitting something for yourself, no matter what size you are. It's all and about acceptance. I just acceptance, love it. Acceptance. Yep. I like that. I wrote down, I love her message, her style of delivery, her vibe. And then I have it like outlined in dark. I love this book. <laughs> there are sweaters, or sweaters. There were hearts everywhere. Nice. Yep. I really highly recommend this book. And like I said, none of these patterns, the way they're presented, I would not knit any of them the way they're presented. But now that I've looked through it, I can totally envision almost everyone in my closet with adaptations. Mm-hmm. Were there any in here, except for this one? The sporty wrap was super cute that zips along the side. <laughs> I might knit that just the way it is. Were there any specific ones in here that called to you? Not specific. Well, always cardigans. I mean, if you're talking in terms of just meta patterns, I it's always cardigans for me. So that would probably be where I started with cardigan fingering weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Amy, yeah. you did a fantastic job. <laughs> I really love this book. Super duper love it. And okay. I highly recommend it. Yay. Double thumbs up. Yay. So those were our three reviews. Again, that one was Knit, Wear, Love by Amy Herzog. And I'm sure Charlene will have a fantabulous little linky in our website for you in the show notes. Mm -hmm. And remember, too, we mentioned it last episode. If you do decide you want to buy that book, you can click on the Amazon link that's on the left-hand side of the show notes page, and that will take you directly to Amazon. And then any order you place from that link, we actually get a tiny commission. Right-hand side. Right-hand side, thank you. <laughs> right-hand side. We get a tiny commission, and if you are considering taking a Craftsy class, yep. we would appreciate it if you clicked through to Craftsy using the link on our website as well because we will earn a few pennies and Gail and I are coming up on annual website costs so Hosting we fees appreciate and stuff. Yeah. any help we can get. We do appreciate it. So and it's an easy way to support the podcast. Yep. And we I was gonna talk to you about Creative Bug too. 
because I found Creative Bug after my sewing class. Creative Bug is fun. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right. So thank you so much for listening. We know this one went a bit over our normal time, but hopefully you enjoyed the reviews. Okay. Happy knitting. Happy knitting. Bye. Bye-bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniax Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniax.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniax Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniax or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.